0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) The Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter
1: Cups. In breaking news...
0: welcome to the shutdown full cast we are oh man this is a momentous saying this is a podcast and i have to let you know two things right I'm, gonna at the ble- start. I'm gonna bleep that out yeah that we what that we are podcast
1: uh, just the just don't say it again okay we're a podcast this week we're just a podcast
0: we're just a podcast because we will not be discussing
1: I'm gonna bleep that out. I'm telling you, every time you say it, it's coming out.
2: Can we say uh, student athlete sports or amateur athletics?
1: Uh, you can say collegiate hobby podcast.
2: Huh. Yes. So that 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 sounds like this is a marijuana podcast.
1: A non a non credit college uh, sanctioned
2: club event. This, this, here's a robot club podcast. <laughs> this
0: is a Quidditch podcast. Quidditch.
1: Yeah, we're not talking about that, which shall not be named.
2: Yeah. Welcome. We're here to talk about ROTC. <laughs> there's,
1: there's, but there's a simple reason for this. We're going to get to do that really soon. And this is just a little breath of fresh air. before. How we many
0: start. day? how many days?
1: Uh, I think right now we're looking at ten before the first yeah. set again, which we won't talk about in any detail because that would violate the terms of the podcast. Ten, let's Correct, say ten until the, ter-
2: the day of the May, Mayweather-McGregor fight. Wink, wink. Correct. That's the only Correct. sporting event that day. Wink, wink. Yep.
1: Yep. Um, before well, we get before we get like started in earnest on this non-sports podcast, I, can I can I bring one thing up? I know you haven't done introductions. Go ahead, introduce us real quick. Nobody cares.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm Spencer. Uh, <laughs> you know, and that's, yeah, That's that's Ryan, and yeah. that's Jason. Hi. That's Ryan, who you can hear in New York, and you can hear beautiful Jason Kirk's voice live from Kennesaw, Georgia.
1: So so here's my thing. Um, oh, hold on. First, I just... Two things. I'm going to start with this. I literally just got a... Uh, chat message from holly who's with you i believe in atlanta but will not be appearing on the show because she knows better and has better things to do with her time uh this is the message i got he being spencer is trying to peel and eat an orange with one hand while scrolling twitter with the other
0: i didn't say eat an orange peeling peeling an orange
1: <laughs> okay
0: so there's that if you um, were to sec- eat
2: it with one hand you'd be like a fly right Isn't that how flies eat with their hands. I think they
1: I thought they vomit on their food,
2: well, I mean no, that I happens sometimes too. Birds. <laughs> oh huh. you're you're thinking of hippopotamuses Ryan <laughs>
1: um here's a, the other thing i i we do have a programming announcement I want to put out there, and I kind of talked about it on Twitter this week um some college administrators, people in athletic departments, people who otherwise work for college, listen to this show. why anyone's guess um you may have noticed that the University of Florida recently was faced with the decision of whether or not they were going to let white nationalist Richard Spencer hold a speaking event on campus. This caused a great deal of consternation amongst people currently or formerly at Florida. Um, And uh, they decided that no, Mr. Spencer will not be holding this event because of the risk of violence. And without getting way too far down this path i just want to say that there's a standing offer that i'm making on behalf of my two co-hosts if you give us 24 hours notice we will show up and do a live podcast at your college so that way you you know if you're faced with oh this neo-nazi group wants to come and have an ice cream social and i don't want that but i also don't want to deal with Everybody's saying, oh, the colleges are killing the First Amendment, safe spaces, snowflakes, cucks, cucks, cucks. If you don't want to deal with that, and I understand why you wouldn't, just say, sorry, Fullcast already has that space. And it doesn't matter that you haven't talked to us. It doesn't matter that you haven't cleared it with us. As long as you give us 24 hours notice, I guarantee that at least two of us will show up, do this podcast, and charge you $0
0: for it. Are you guys comfortable with that offer? I am completely comfortable with that offer.
2: Welcome now, to the shutdown yeah, I, filibuster you, you, here's
1: the thing. you're thinking, oh, well, I work for a college that um, maybe is division three or doesn't have a team or whatever. y'all, that doesn't matter to us at all, not even in the slightest.
0: Not one bit. no, just go ahead if you if you are if you're actually like a local Kiwanis club and you have, you know, the beer shack, right? Like the old VFW, and uh, some white nationalist dork who doesn't even know how to, like, iron his own shirts, right? I don't. See, you have no excuse. I'm a guy who doesn't know how to iron a shirt. I'm not a white nationalist. Losers. But if if they're trying to rent out the Kiwanis Club, then uh, you you just call us, and you say, Hey, we're over here in uh, Fishhook, Wisconsin, and uh, we really need your help because uh, we need to say it's already booked. You book the full cast. Yep. All right, we'll do it. We'll do it from the old VFW slash the Beer Shack in Fishhook, Wisconsin, if that's what you need.
1: Because we care. We do. We we're just, here, we're to just here to waste like, space. Like... Yeah, <clears throat> Jason put it best. Other people, um, other people commit to. Change by donating their time, and we do it by wasting others' time. They're both valuable.
2: Yeah, just true. Uh, just, and, and, just, a, just a big bottomless void <laughs> from which from which no no hate speech can escape.
1: Shut down filibuster is an excellent concept for this.
0: <laughs> I assure you, no one will waste your time quite like we do.
1: Hold on, we'll yield the floor just as soon as we're done. <laughs> Talking about grocery stores and bicycles, and why the two don't mix. Um, Disagree. Let's just let's just dive into.
2: Yeah, beg to differ on that, Ryan. Okay,
1: okay, that's a good
2: idea, Ryan. Hey, hang on, real quick. (laughs) So, if you had a bike through grocery store, um, (laughs) as long as you didn't have the stuff on the bottom shelf too low, or if you did, provided you had like some sort of a dip where someone could, you know, go down, go go down below sea level and grab stuff on the way that sounds pretty great also people would wreck into each other all the time so maybe how if people were, oh here's yeah. how you do it here's how you do yeah. it you have people on yeah. rails like you're at a um like you're you're like you're on like a 2002 arcade shooter game like you're the game sure. you're aerosmith shooting musical discs at at, at at your enemies you remember that one yeah yeah you know, you do that, time, in grocery a time store.
1: crisis if you will
2: yeah time crisis, so your your time crisis, but you're on a on a on a, on a bicycle in a grocery store, and like if you miss you know if you miss the canned beans, well, too darn bad, guess you need to pay twenty five more cents, go back through <coughs> <coughs>
0: that's the Aerosmith part,
2: yeah, we'll um, have aerosmith in our grocery store,
1: Jason, start us off with a again. A question that has nothing to do with the sport which we ostensibly cover.
2: You said sport. Um, so Sorry. we did get a few sort of genres of question. Like, uh, you know, lots and lots of people wanted to know about uh, specific bulk topics. I think one the, the most popular one might have been dogs. People want dog advice. Um, so from blanks73, what kind of dog should I get? And my hmm. personal advice would be, uh, they're all good. Get probably if get the biggest dog you got room for. Um, don't get a purebred because they're more expensive and it's not really worth it. You get you get you get you a perfectly good dog that's not uh, you know not ten thousand dollars because you can trace its lineage back to Charlemagne or whatever. Um, our dog, we have no clue what all it is, and and he's great, and he's. Uh, he's medium-sized. That's that's the size we went for. But th- that's the entirety of my dog advice. Yeah,
0: I would say that if you don't have any special needs requirements, if there's no allergies in play, right, then go ahead. Get get a rescue. Go And by the way, if, even if you're the kind of person who says, yeah, I know it's not cool, but um, I've always wanted this specific kind of dog, lucky you, there's rescues for that kind of dog too. Okay, and most of them are responsible. A lot of them are just crazily responsible, like almost too responsible, in my opinion. They want to like come to your house and look at you, and you know, make sure that you have like great dane sized hands. Like you'll need a good pair of mitts to get your hand on that dog. Um, like they're they're great, so you could do that too. So yeah, go 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 rescue a dog.
1: This question comes from Tom Kaiser, our friend at Kaiser Troll, on Twitter. Favorite Michael Crichton novel. Mm. The most important question of 20. How long has Michael Crichton been dead? Like, I want to say like 10 years or something.
0: Pretty sure he's one of those guys who like kicked it in his like 50s. Like, I don't even know if 50, Six, so,
1: he was yeah. 50. He, he died at 66. Yeah. But he was still pretty young. He was
2: actually attacked by a velociraptor. Couldn't believe it.
1: it you know what? He foresaw his own death, at least. Um, man, I am the, this will be shocking to you. I was the kind of person who read a lot of Michael Crichton novels. No. I know. Who could have seen it? Did I do these things on vacation when there would have been other things to do with my family? Yup. You bet you did. Did I get sphere for my birthday one year? (laughs) Yup. Yes, I did. These are embarrassing things to, uh, to unveil, but. I have no choice. What else am I supposed to do?
0: I will tell you, I do admire Michael Crichton for this, that he received the finest education that you can pay for in going to Harvard and then Harvard medical school and then deciding, you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to write about insane carnivorous gorillas.
1: It is impressive how many of, of Michael Crichton's books have been turned into movies Of really just wildly varying quality. Because like Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is still probably my favorite film experience. I'm not going to say it's the best movie. But it's the one that I have the fondest memories of watching. And still greatly enjoy. Um, Lost World was garbage. Timeline. That was a movie apparently. Uh, Yeah I just don't. A lot of questionable choices in here.
2: How to lose a guy in ten I, days?
1: Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah,
0: I will tell you something. You go, man. let's see that guy went to med school. And he wrote a bunch of books and like you know, like messed around with you know video games, and scripts. And man, you know this guy must have been uh, this guy must have been unbearable to live with. <laughs> like every time you see somebody who's really productive, you go, yeah, but he was an absolute horror to keep in the house. He was. He was married five times.
1: There's nothing there's nothing wrong with that.
0: There's oh no, there's there. there's something wrong with that. You need to um, give up. You need to give up after two. Also That's
1: it. also, um, extreme global warming skeptic.
0: So <laughs> Sure. He's you know why he was a global warming skeptic? He's one of those people who, you know, like the so many who get PhDs from the internet, is so smart that he cannot accept a solution he himself did not arrive at. Right? Well
1: well That's
0: fascinating that you studied all of that and you devoted your entire life to it. But I came to a different conclusion after reading eight PDFs.
1: Um apparently Michael Crichton was six nine. Nice. Huh. That's that's a fucking huge dude.
0: That is. So think about it. He's this huge dude who probably is just like, What I want to talk to you about is genetic engineering. You're like, Oh god, get away from me. Don't be, don't be famous and successful. These people are unbearable. I'm totally here to, like, graft the tallest tulip phenomenon onto the American populace, right? Or the tallest poppy syndrome, right? And they're like, man, he's exceptional. Like, he's literally taller in a lot of ways. Let's be more British about it. We'll be like, tosser.
1: Now, Michael Crichton, it's not based on um, a novel that he wrote, but Um, Are you familiar with the film Runaway from 1984, starring Tom Selleck, Gene Simmons, and Kirstie Alley?
0: (laughs) No, I'm not.
1: There is a really good episode of How Did This Get Made, um, an excellent podcast about terrible movies and why they exist, um, about this very film. And it's all about basically malfunctioning sentient robots. I highly recommend you try to find it.
0: The best Crichton novel is by far <laughs> oh, Eaters of off. Eaters of the Dead.
1: Eaters of the Dead.
0: Eaters of the Dead. Because it's the movie, it's the book that was the basis for the Thirteenth Warrior. Deeply underrated film. The Antonio because,
1: Banderas Vehicle.
0: Right, where Antonio Banderas um plays a I believe I believe he is, of course, miscast. They're like, hmm. Let's see. We need somebody who's an Arab. Let's get Antonio Banderas. Um, and they have him go to basically what is Scandinavia to, he gets trapped there with a bunch of Vikings and they end up fighting Neanderthals. And all the Vikings do the entire time in the movie is laugh, hoist huge swords, get drunk and kill people and laugh. That's it. Right? Like they hand them large, like they hand poor tiny Antonio Banderas, like one of their huge swords. And he says, that is too heavy to lift. And they're like, get stronger. Ha 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 ha. Like they're, that's it. And it has this, like, it has that whole scene where they, like, call to their ancestors before battle that they're coming to Valhalla. It is it is one of the best stoner movies of all time. Also, they fight Neanderthals. It rules.
1: This movie was so bad, according to Omar Sharif, who's in it, that he didn't do- take another role for four years. And this is his quote. Um, After my small role in The 13th Warrior, I said to myself, let us stop this nonsense. These meal tickets that we do because it pays well. Unless I find a stupendous film that I love and that makes me want to leave home to do, I will stop. Bad pictures are very humiliating. It is terrifying to have to do the dialogue from bad scripts to face a director who does not know what he is doing in a film so bad that it is not even worth exploring.
0: <laughs> it's great! See? Oh, Omar Sharif loved it. Like, he put his heart and soul into it so much he couldn't make another movie for years. Yeah, you you should probably- also know.
1: You could probably you recut recut that quote so it just says like terrifying Omar Sharif.
0: <laughs> that and that and Omar Sharif probably did it because he owed money to people playing bridge. Well, you know that like he actually he actually quit playing bridge and I quote, because I was tired of being ruled by my passions. <laughs> so so next time you're like, oh, I don't know if I need that Chick-fil-A sandwich. I don't know if I need to eat this ice cream. Just say, "Are you tired of being ruled by your passions yet?" Yeah,
1: he, Omar Sharif, had a bridge computer game. <laughs> the
0: Omar Br- Sharif's bridge?
1: Omar Sharif on bridge, <laughs> released for MS DOS and Amiga in 1992.
0: <laughs> one more Omar Sharif story. He swears that he and Peter O'Toole blew every dollar they made in La- on Lawrence of Arabia in a night. Oh yeah, That's, in one night.
1: You'd be foolish not to. <laughs>
0: Jesus, oh, that was a satisfying question with the yeah. long a, diversion. A,
1: a good deep dive, Spencer. Do you have another one?
0: Hmm, I'm looking. I would. Say, I'm trying to pick. I think. I think I'm just going to go with a real basic one, which is this, and it's going to re- it's going to require some hard truths. Okay, we're going to have to be very frank with ourselves.
1: I'm I'm open to that. I'm great about that.
0: Okay, <clears throat> good. This is from Charlie Kaufman, at Charlie Kaufman on Twitter. There's a Popeye's chicken opening about 200 yards from my house. What rules should I set for myself with regard to amounts, frequency, etc.? Yeah, it's a problem. 600 feet from this man's house, he's going to have a Popeye's. That means he's most likely on certain days when the wind's cutting just right, he's going to be able to smell it. True, right?
1: but after a certain amount of time, you're going to become sort of um, inoculated to that. You will become a You will actually feel stranger when you don't smell Popeyes.
0: That is hypothetical. My rule. It would is be hypothetical. This. You're right. My rule would be this: don't ever eat it. Though, don't find another one, and if you really want it, drive there. Wow! Don't but, do it. Like, don't do dirt where you stay. <laughs> that is exactly my thinking. Don't do it. Just be like, listen, respectfully, you're going to get enough business from everybody else. As a matter of self-control, I'm going to drive to the one, or walk, better yet, why don't you walk to the one two miles away? Two or three. Get a nice four to six mile walk in while you do it, because your body won't be able to take it. It just won't, unless you're one of God's own mutants.
2: Mm-mm. That's my advice.
1: That is the most Jason Kirk exercise regimen I've ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think what I would do is walk to the furthest away one from breakfast for breakfast, hit the close right. one for lunch, and at that point, I'll be done eating for the day.
1: It's a little, it's, you've set up your own Oregon trail back home. Mm-hmm.
2: This is where we need for, that's, to... Um... That's more like the Oregon trail. Because <laughs> it's making a this trail my This is where we, need to, <clears throat> is mean, where we that... need to
0: point out that everybody on this podcast has very unique theories about how to eat right with varying sure. levels of success in terms of health. Jason, you subscribe to a what I'm going to call the midday pack kill solo,
2: which is to check yeah, down I, as I'd much do, food I, as you possibly can I, at noon. I do the MC Hammer diet, try and do one meal and then just let it ride. Just one gigantic meal till it hurts and then you're just done eating for the day. Yeah, you, you eat like look, a boat. MC Hammer talked about this in like 1992. He's like, yeah, and then all I have the rest of the day is orange juice. That man ever look hungry? Nope.
1: And when you think of people who had everything together, you think of MC
0: Hammer.
2: MC Hammer in like 1992, yeah.
1: Official nutritionist of the shutdown forecast.
0: Yeah. Which I find it fascinating because Jason's pretty lean. Like, you know, especially for a blogger.
2: Oh, Jason's in great, great blog shape. Are you kidding me? Seeing these hands, seeing these hands fly across the keys <laughs> like Bob James. Um, I think
1: the other approach to this Popeye's quandary is to make it a only if you have company over thing to say if I'm, by, if I'm by myself or with the people I live with, it's off limits. But if a friend comes over, if somebody's visiting from out of town... That opens the window, and whether or not you go is sort of you know up to the situation. But if you set that line where you say, "I only go to the close Popeyes when I have company involved," that will either a really restrict how much you go, or b you'll be so social, you'll your social life is going to be amazing. You'll be doing Craigslist meetups with strangers just so you can go to Popeyes. See,
2: what I can don't go know. bad? I don't know if you need all this because I think the good Lord always knows that you get the Popeyes you need at that particular mm-hmm. moment. So if if God in heaven looks down and sees that you've had too much for the week, I don't know something's right. gonna go wrong with your order. You're gonna get your order's gonna be like green beans and that's it. And you'll when say, he close oh, well. when he
1: closes the door, he gives you a three piece.
2: He closes the door and you get diet soda and that's it. I don't know what to tell you.
1: Served served in a bucket though, not in a cup.
2: Yeah. Uh, you're going to get a lot of it. You're going to get your bucket. <laughs> it's just going to be a, a bucket full of all of rice. That's it.
1: <clears throat> um All right, this question comes from Matt DeVore or uh sorry, Dad Mavore at Matt DeVore on Twitter. What dadding advice would you have given your pre-dad selves? I'll be a dad in a bit. Thank you in advance for the congratulations on the sex. We got another dad question of this sort. Um from Jim Shalander, Jimmy Shy, oh three on Twitter as well. Uh, first of all, yes, congrats to all dads on the sex. You did a great job. Um, even if well, you have adopted or you know their stepkids, whatever, you know what? You somebody still had sex. Congrats.
2: <laughs> maybe um, you.
1: Maybe who's to say? Sure, it's not important. It's a team effort. Point,
2: it's a team effort.
1: That's right. Um dad advice, I mean, I am the newest at this, so I have the least to offer, but I do, I will offer this actual serious advice if you are about to be a new father. Minimize all your emotional expectations for the first three to four months of your child's life. I think the worst thing you can do is go into having a newborn and expect it to be this two-way emotional connection. Like... Your child physically will not be able to smile for much of its early life. It won't open its eyes a ton. It won't laugh. There's not going to be a lot of like tender moments where you feel, oh, my child specifically is connecting with me person to person, especially as a dad. If you're a mom, it's different biologically, chemically, across the board. Um, just, just get that out of the way. And that way, if you're not expecting from your newborn child, this level of emotional connection and filling up your psychological reservoir, it's all, it's so much easier to deal with from there. If you are not, if your expectations emotionally from your baby are basically nil, that sounds depressing, but it's just about managing expectations. That's
2: real advice. I think that's pretty clutch. You don't want to set yourself up for like, what's wrong with me? My child doesn't like me. And it's like, it it can barely see. Right. Right.
1: It can't see color. It can't like, yeah. It can barely poop, man.
2: I'll never forget the first time my daughter smiled at me and it was like, that's cool. She's probably just farting. And, and (laughs) and you know, that's relieved some pressure. So she's happy about that. But still, you know, I'll I'll tell myself it's because she saw me. Um, the other piece of advice I would give is try to have a daughter and not a son. Yeah,
1: um, 100% with that. I don't. Who would have a son? I don't know. What kind I mean, of idiot would have a son, much less two?
2: If you have one, try and switch up your routine.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely don't have two sons. That's insane.
0: I think that's correct because, at least for the first, I have to make it 10 years then you have an entirely different series of concerns and worries that are going to turn your life into a hell of nonstop anxiety, tension, and fear. Mine right now is just getting to ten. I have to make sure that these two boys do not kill each other, themselves, or me, because they are going to attempt all three. Mom's (laughs) off limits. in, in, In that order of priority. Maybe. Depends. Is it Wednesday? Is it Thursday? I don't know. This apparently changes. The memo goes out. I don't read it.
1: So basically having a son is like parachuting onto a relatively easy ski slope where you really just have the beginning is the part you have to worry about. And once you get to the slope, you're good. Where No, no, no. A,
0: it's like, no, it's like parachuting onto a black diamond. That's how it starts. At least so with where, my two boys.
1: Where does the easy, where's the easy part?
0: When I hit a tree and die. <laughs> okay. That's the easy part. The easy part is when this process kills me. You don't understand. There's no wood chipper they don't want to crawl into. Right? Yeah,
1: and here's the other thing. As suns go, you have some real you have some sun-ass sons. There's no
0: yeah, there's no wood chipper they don't want to crawl into. There's no street they do not want to run out into there is no poison that they do not want to use as suntan lotion. There is no sharp object that they will not pull down from the counter. Right? Right. This is just, it's yeah. Like,
1: it's, it's like living. It's like Temple Run, those games you play on your phone. You're just like, yep, this, this character is just running headlong towards death, towards spikes and pits and flame, and all you can do is redirect them. That's it. You can't just That's- say stop. Not an option.
0: No, that's, that's it, and it's relentless. And they'll do things, to you that they don't even... This happened to me, okay? I have a four-year-old. The four-year-old is built like a Viking, okay? And he came over, and he ran over to me, and I had my like legs crossed reading, right? So I had, like, you know, ankle on knee, relaxing, right? Classic dad pose. And he looks at me, winds up his head, and then whips it into the space between my kneecap and the, the little knobby bone uh, at the top of my leg, right? So just whips it right into that soft spot where there's nothing but ligament, right? Yeah. Inflamed a nerve that hurt for a month, and I thought I had torn something. That's how hard he headbutted me. And they do this all day long. They feel that, like, all day long. This is all boys do. They just bang into stuff and demand things. And they want knives and fire and dogs, and uh, then they run into you, and then they hit you, and you go, "How could eleven years of combined life experience on this earth hurt so bad?" Oh <laughs> you, no,
1: you live with an ankylosaur that you have to love.
0: You know, have you ever seen videos of those guys who they, they're friends with lions, right? And they there's yeah. videos of here I go into the enclosure, right. And, like, two lions just jump up on him and are like, hey, buddy! And you see it's, like, taking it out of him. That's every goddamn day.
1: Do you have any and, other parenting advice you want to offer other than have daughters and not sons?
0: Yeah, you know, just don't. Don't. <laughs> yeah, if you're not ready, don't. And you know what? If you're like, oh, no, I think I'm ready. You're not. <laughs> so just, you know, like, if you have a scintilla of doubt, don't. I love them Man. dearly. But man, they're gonna go back and listen to this and be like, "We were like dogs," and I'm like, "No, oh,
1: you can put do- you can
0: put you can put dogs outside." No,
1: society will have crumbled by then, and nobody's gonna bother to make sure podcast feeds still work.
0: Fantastic, I love you, sons. It's all working out.
1: Um, Jason, you got another one?
2: <clears throat> well, let's see here. Um, um, another one people asked a lot of was. What is your favorite video game? Like, I don't even know who to credit on that, because, like, five different people ask some variation of that. For some reason, this audience attracts people who sit and, you know, stare at TV screens or pushing buttons. I, I don't know. I don't know why. Um, It's a pretty pretty open question, like, now or ever or as a kid or... I don't know where well, to let's, go with that
1: one. Let's let's put non sports on it because again, we're not talking about we're not.
2: Yeah, I definitely would not say a certain defunct series by EA Sports.
1: <laughs> by that you nope. mean head EA's uh, hit series head I'm, coach. I'm referring you, to the Where you uh, played where you played Madden but you only called the place.
2: No, no, the college baseball game. Right, yeah. Um, I can I can I can start.
0: I have a definitive please. list. I've thought about this a lot. Uh Red Dead Redemption. Mm-hmm. Number one, that's like the best, most fulfilling game experience I've ever had. That transcended video games. That was just like a fun thing I got to do for a while, right? So that's up there in terms of really su- like super but simple games that I couldn't quit playing. Whew, the original Super Mario Brothers, because I'm like a I'm a pro. That's fine. I don't have any like seriously delicate or elitist preferences when it comes to video games that game ruled and i played a ton of it
2: if i had to pick like an all-time favorite series it would probably have to be zelda i mean i have a zelda tattoo so can't really veer too far away from that one um
0: it's a good tat. it's a good tat, by the way
2: it's pretty good it's from the nes game um it's like it's just something that you know i remember as a as a very small child first learning what video games are and, like, going from, you know, here's a game where you get points and you get points and you get points and then you're done to this other game where they just literally throw you out in the world with, you don't even have a sword. You got to find it, you know, and you're just wandering around. No one is telling you what to do. There are no points. Um, And then, you know, growing up with versions of that in middle school and high school and now, like, seeing my daughter play the new one, like, I'd probably go with that. Just... The absolute Mm. minimum of the game telling me what to do, you know, but still being more stuff than you could possibly ever do if you tried to do it all.
0: Ooh, Portal. I loved Portal. Portal is an amazing game. Came with the orange box, right? Actually, that and TF2, Team Fortress 2, like, combined, the orange box may be the best, like, bang for buck ever if you bought it. And I got it used, which means that, like, I got 5,000 playing hours out of about 20 bucks.
1: Can I ask a potentially harmful
2: question?
1: Um, have either of you played... When's the last time either of
0: you played Goldeneye?
2: I haven't, like, gone back and played it, so I guess high school we cracked
0: so. Yeah, we, crack, we, we cracked it out with some friends, like, three years ago.
1: What was your experience?
0: My experience is that if you blow a lot of stuff up at once, it slows down to completely unplayable. That was my experience. Otherwise, it's a blast.
1: I find it very hard to go back. Like, I I truly loved it when it was of the moment, but it is so, it is viscerally unpleasant to play in a lot
0: of ways. Mm. You know what actually still holds up, though? Super Mario 64. Sure. Super Mario 64 is gorgeous. And you can still drop the penguin off of the side of the cliff. And it's just as rewarding. Take the baby penguin to the mom. Do you want to retry this level? No. <laughs> Did what I came to do. This is what I wanted.
1: This is what it's I wanted. Metaphor. It's a metaphor for life.
0: <laughs> the, this the cruelty. Wasn't going to learn this penguin. Um, this pe- to this penguin is about the few. It's about
2: the future. Why do I want to do loss. that again to that baby penguin?
1: Um, the God. This is a boring answer, but God, for you will appreciate it. The uh, recent Batman video games are very good. They're, Ooh. Yeah, they're very fun. Just because they, you know what? It's just fun to kick ass as Batman. It's not terribly compli- more complicated than that. Just being able to just beat a bunch of dudes up as Batman. Yep, deeply satisfying. Here for it. Fine with it. No,
0: good with we're it. Ta- we're talking console. I don't want to open up the like. I don't want to open up the vast universe of desktop games or get involved in that war, which somehow ends up with us being like. I don't know, blacklisted on the internet and working with the alt-right. Um, but it's close. You can get it for console. The Sim games, any one of the Sims, like I'm, I'm a big fan of the Sim games and of Civilization. Um, I, the only reason I'm not a bigger fan is because they have a sort of crack quality to them. They're a little methy. You'll play them for so long that you're like, man, I can well, that's, feel that's a lot. time destroying in- me
1: that's kind of a lot of video games at this point there are very few now and i feel like that's a big distinction that you can just be like okay i'll play that for an hour most of them are like goodbye to your friday well I cancel cancel your doctor's appointment
2: i mean as i as i as my uh reflexes age (laughs) i find that it lines up well with like um with with playing games, like if you know, if I'm trying to play, what is the what, Far Cry? You know, something like real intense, right. fast paced, or whatever. Right. I'm gonna play it for like 45 minutes and be like, okay, I'm done with that. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm exhausted. That's my cardio. Uh, if I play Call of Duty for
2: like eight <laughs> minutes, like okay, get 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 this out of my sight. I'm 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 tired. You know, but if it's like a, a nice slow paced turn based strategy game, you know, I'll, I'll outlast anybody on that. <laughs> I will I will also like just
0: randomly click through. Best racing series ever is the dirt series. All of them, if you haven't played them, they're absolutely amazing. Deeply underrated game of sleeping dogs. It's supposed to be just like Grand Theft Auto Hong Kong, but it has that Batman style fight system where you can actually like do joint locks and throws and like like break people's knees, Tony Jaw style. Yeah, it's unreal and so much fun. There's a mission where you end up like like basically handing over a bad guy, and you're like to a you know someone, and you're like maybe I should kill him, and the woman's like no no no, give him to me, I'm gonna cook him. You're like this game's great, <laughs> I didn't expect that. Um, um one one series I would
1: like to just throw out and just be done with is Metal Gear Solid, and I put plenty of time into them, played a, a fair number of them, and I just look back and I'm like I don't know why, I don't. I don't. It, it the they don't control super well. The story is fucking batshit bonkers. It's I I I'm not sad that they exist. But if you turned around and said, "Hey, uh, you can only have played Star Fox or uh, all of the Metal Gear games," I'd be like, "Yep, Star Fox, please."
2: But also, you, I, does, I really doesn't enjoy Doesn't everybody have like that one media franchise where you're just like. Ugh. I'm along with it. You know, like, if you're stuck watching the damn House of Cards or whatever, you know, and it's like, shit, there's new House of Cards out. Like, that's how I am with the Far Cry games. Like, oh, God, I don't want to have to play this exact same game that's problematic in new ways that I've already played, beaten three times, but I'm gonna.
0: Yeah, Metal Gear is also, I enjoy that it's made by somebody who I feel like read a book about humans, right? (laughs) Like... (laughs) like an 8-year-old alien who read a book about humans and is like a human would enjoy this story <laughs> hey there's a sniper character what should she be she should be a woman in a bikini she should be
2: mutant sexy mutant sexy because she breathes through her flesh is the uh, it's the a car- it's a character choice
1: it's a character choice also they're clones
2: yeah it's like it's like why doesn't anyone aren't there any dudes who breathe through their flesh yeah. Well it's impossible. Yeah, would be only, only sexy lady does. Yeah. <laughs> also,
0: every dude in that game addresses every dude the same way, like, hello you son of a bitch. <laughs> like that's all <laughs> like that's the tone for everything, right? Like, welcome back, asshole. Like, yeah. They um they all sound like the ESPN Coors Light guy. Coors Light, <laughs> the official beer of Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Hideo Kojima's crushing cold ones. <laughs> The oh video man, we're,
2: game we're... series
0: about body horror.
1: Metal Gear is <laughs> hidden in Colorado.
0: Do you have a sniper rifle?
1: Well, the other good thing about Metal Gear as a series is that it starts with this like super old NES game that was just I mean ostensibly a hey, you know, people just want to shoot robots and shit. And then they decided like, no, let's cram it with mythology. Let's make it deeply Oh, it's got to it's got to have eight layers. Oh it's, yeah. It kind of reminds me of those um those shows about people who make elaborate cakes that are mostly all fondant and seem completely inedible and you're just like, "Look, I turned I I turned I made a cake version of New York City's subway system." And you're like, "I don't want to eat that looks terrible. Can I just have like a regular piece of cake?" "No. This is artistry."
0: Two more franchise yeah. notes. I absolutely love GTA's period. Like, they're, they're, they're all good. Some of them are great. The parts of Trevor in GTA V and all of San Andreas are, like, flawless. Assassin's Creed screwed up. Maybe the best idea for a game ever by insisting that you had to play an Assassin's Creed game. Assassin's Creed pirates, where you're just going around being a pirate and your men are constantly singing sea shanties.
1: I fucking oh god the fucking I can't tell you how many times I told them to shut the fuck up.
0: Well, up no. She rises. No. Well, stop where it! Stop it! Stop rises. it! I don't hey, want to listen rises, to the, L-I the morning. And
1: you had to you had to collect shanties so that they would sing more than two.
0: Oh yeah, man, that was the best. You collected songs so you didn't go insane.
2: <laughs> so it was like there's. Uh, some... It was like crazy water taxi.
0: right it was it was like crazy water taxi and it was the best because it was also kind of because (laughs) all you would do is go around blowing up boats so you could have a bigger more badass boat right that's it that was the whole thing there was was
1: some there was some other plot but it didn't really matter
0: well like in all assassin's creed games they have to come back and they have to come back and say Yes, but this is all a simulation. And it's the worst part of the game because, like, they can't get away from that conceit. They couldn't have just said, Assassin's Creed Pirates! Ah, we forgot about that part! Just go yo-ho-ho all around this beautiful Caribbean setting. And, you know, run boats over.
2: I've never played any of these games. So it's, it's... Oh,
0: there's... I could explain it to you, but honestly, it's it's, 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 it's virtual re-
1: it's virtual reality bullshit. It's it's not. Co-
0: it's Kojima level dumb. Okay, yeah. it's Metal Gear huh.
2: level dumb. So I yeah. thought they were all just set in old timey, but they're not. No,
1: no, it's all. That, trust me, you don't want to know. You just so don't.
2: it's like going to a Renaissance fair. Yeah,
0: a little
1: it's bit. Not, you know, even that makes more sense.
0: Oh, okay. one more shout! Shout yeah. out to the original Splinter Cell the original splinter cell where you got yeah. to go around as max fisher just yeah wearing an infra, yeah just like jumping on people smacking them in the side of the head throwing them in closets sneaking around oh, it's a really rewarding game
1: related to that are there people who are super into that like first person shooter genre but where you're like a member of a SWAT team or something and half the controls are like giving orders to your like like uh, i think i played Rainbow one... six yeah, I think I played one of those, and I was like, this, I just, no, I just, can I just have a gun and just run through this terrorist operation? I don't really want to, like, plan.
2: Yeah, like, in Rainbow Six, you gotta draw out, like, waypoints in, like, a wireframe building. Like, why can't we just run in there? <laughs> it's, uh, don't, yeah, don't.
0: There's the door. Don't, uh, don't, don't ask me to, don't ask me to plan that's you don't i'm not playing a video right, like, game
1: like if i was super into organization and teamwork i wouldn't be playing a video game by myself <laughs> on a saturday afternoon in the summer
0: yeah i just don't like even when it came to like team-based ones i'm always like super pro chaos like that's why team fortress was great it was you know strategically it would be a lot better if you were
2: an engineer and you're like flamethrower
0: T- guy <laughs> here comes <laughs> I flamethrower do guy like the-
2: <laughs> I do like the team games that do a good job of pushing you toward teamwork without making it like you really got to actively think about it. Like the Battlefield games, those are my favorite first person shooter games ever. Because like if you're playing on a team, you get points for doing stuff that helps your team, but it's not like someone is nagging you about it. Like if you're the medic, you get points for putting down a med kit that your teammate steps on, which heals him. Because that's how med kits work in real life. Mm-hmm, um, yep. Yep. But it's not like if you don't do that, you're going to be punished or yelled at or whatever. I enjoy playing Call of of Duty very stupidly.
0: Like, that was always very entertaining, right? There's people who are very strategic about it. I like just going in with a riot shield and Billy Club. (laughs) Guns are for cowards! I thought this was a medieval film. Shit! (laughs) Working for Mel Brooks.
1: All right, next question. This comes from Tex in China on Twitter. What's your favorite podcast? Let's agree right now to eliminate um, Vox Media family podcasts from the discussion because they're all great and you should listen to them.
2: Yeah, you should have them all on the loop.
1: I am very partial to everything the McElroy brothers do.
2: My brother
1: and and me is really great. Um, The Adventure Zone is really great. It's nerdy as hell. But, and it's, if you, I am not a person who's into Dungeons and Dragons at all, never played it, don't really necessarily want to, uh, but it ended up being a hell of a storytelling podcast. It's still going. They're almost near the finale of, like, a two-year story arc. Um, But if you want, like, the lighter experience and the easier way to start, I would highly recommend Mabim Bam.
0: Uh, I was going to say Sawbones. That's it. That's a good one, too yeah so like because that's uh that's my wife and i have widely divergent tastes the one thing we can agree on is gross medical things so if i can throw the mcelroy bros and uh lady mcelroy uh sydney who's the actual doctor that's my favorite is that on sawbones it's about medical freakery right and various topics and they go very deep on them and the best part is that um it's justin correct Uh, Justin's a complete idiot when it comes to this and that works really well because his wife's a doctor so they just get to sit there and like he gets to like act very dumb and entertaining and I say that with all due affection Uh, and she gets to explain things it's magnificent
2: I would probably go with uh, Jesus versus Miro because I have noticed at least among non-sports podcasts because I've noticed I've probably done this like a dozen times like try to listen to you know I think it is, I subscribe to probably, like, 10 or 15. And I'll try to add one to the rotation, get, like, 10 minutes in, and it's just like, eh ah, no, no. And then for whatever reason, in that moment, I always go straight to Deez versus Miro. And um, I, the thing that always amazes me is the level of energy they bring. <laughs> like, they put more into their five-minute and ever-growing intro than, like, you know, most podcasts put in their entire hour, and then they go for, like, an hour and 40 minutes. It's, like, 100 minutes of just rapid, like, New York speed, you know, humor. Um, and it's hilarious, and, uh, I, I, like, honestly, at some point, it's just, like, an amazing physical feat. Like, how can they stay this up for a full 100 minutes? I mean, they record from a place called Red Bull Studios, so maybe that's part of it.
1: We can't uh-huh. even we can't even keep the Skype connection going that long.
2: Yeah, exactly. I will
0: I will listen to any Chapo episode uh, where they do Seb Gorka. That's it's an amazing imitation, and he's usually calling from like a tinny fake phone filter, saying things like "Come on down to the White House." Yeah, I will listen to any Chapo episode that has Seb Gorka. Other than that, my podcast diet. Other than the topic we're not discussing, mm-hmm. pretty light.
1: That's healthy. That's fine.
0: Wait, one more quirks and quirks. That's another one my wife and I will listen to in the car. It is the Canadian Public Broadcastings, uh, like networks science podcast, and I listen to it exclusively for the Canadianness. It is. <laughs> They'll be like the intros are my favorite. Oh, we have, uh, I'm I'm Bob McDonald. And I'm welcoming <laughs> Professor Bob McDonald. Bob McDonald from Ottawa. How <laughs> how are, how are you?
2: And Bob, I'm like, good. Oh, how are you? So, sorry to interrupt. But
0: <laughs> oh no! It's, it's <laughs> and it's all very like somebody will go. So I understand you've been doing some really influential work with um with dung beetles. Yeah, yeah. Dung beetles are fascinating. I'll bet. Like it's yeah it's. It's a kind of sincerity and real affection for life that I can really can identify with, and just like listening to, out of envy mostly.
2: It seems nice, yeah. I I'll also put on for, <clears throat> as a as a father, I'll also put on for Dan Carlin, <clears throat> the man of the six hour history podcast. Cause bro, if you want to spend a, a Saturday morning on some yard work and then go into the outlet mall to look at some new New Balance shoes and then back to do some more yard work. And then do a Home Depot run, and then go to pick up lunch at the, let's say, mm, whatever's on sale, I guess. Yeah, that'd be the dad choice. Um, And then finish off yard work, and then go sit by the pool and listen to exactly one podcast in the entire time. And it's about, like, you know, part three of the series on Mongolia. There you go. And then you got, like, four, you you know, you've, you've absorbed, like, four facts that entire time that you can then reuse.
1: All right, I'm going to give you guys one. I'm going to tweak it a little. It's very specific. The question comes from Stephen Kahn at StephenKahn12. The question is, where do you rank Minority Report among the best (laughs) movies of 2002? Here's what I'm going to do. I have the IMDb page for 2002 open, and I'm going to name a movie, and I just want you to each tell me, and you can expand expand on it however you like, if Minority Report is better or worse than this movie. Yeah. Okay?
2: Yeah. Okay. The
1: Sum of All Fears.
2: Better. Worse. <laughs> divisive. This is my divisive. report
1: is worse than The Sum of All Fears, Spencer.
0: Uh, I'm afraid you're going to get this answer a lot.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, <Wow>. Signs. <laughs>
2: Which one Better. did I enjoy more? Better. Well, um, the signs, the one good part is there's Mel Gibson is sprinting around a farm and he's screaming, I am insane with anger. And it's like his character is not insane with anger, but you're also like, this is totally normal for Mel Gibson. So he's like, yeah, it is. He'd be... it's, it's some real meta stuff.
0: Yeah, but Minority Report is better.
1: Okay. Eight Mile.
0: Worse.
2: Uh,
0: eight Mile's awesome.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll go worse. The, the last few minutes of Eight Mile are really good. I don't remember much of the rest.
1: Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones.
2: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Whew. Hmm. hmm. <clears throat> A few thoughts. <laughs> one of 42. So we rewatched recently our third trip through the entire thing, uh, now including Rogue One. Um, and I think I realized that I like two more than one because – Two is at least so stupid it's funny. And, like, you know, Two feels like a very, um... There's
1: is like Jar that... Jar a senator in Two? Is that yeah. a thing?
2: Yeah. Okay, they, cool. they They sort of moved him to the sidelines. He's important now and he doesn't talk. Um, like, Two is just stupid funny. You know, it's not good, but it nothing about it is like, oh, I'm so angry that I'm watching this. One is infuriating and awful. Um, but as that relates to Minority Report, um... Yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think it, it's better than Minority
0: Report. Uh I'm gonna go worse, the Minority Report.
1: Chicago. Uh
0: Minority Report's that. better it's better than Chicago it's better than Chicago. <laughs> you might have uh, picked Rain one you F- might have picked what you might have picked one of the few movies where I would just would have been Is the next one Rain of Fire? Rain because of I will fire. tell you, nothing is better in two thousand two than the movie Rain of Fire. <laughs> so That was the one answer.
1: with
2: McConaughey versus the Dragon, right?
1: And Christian Bale's in it. And I'd Christian Bale
2: a dragon. Man, that's your best picture. I don't give a shit. What won that year?
1: Best picture, two thousand two. Chicago, uh, I think. Probably, yeah. Huh?
2: Never saw. Man, it wasn't Rain of Fire. That's incredible. No,
1: no, it was. It was, in fact, Chicago, um, which beat out. Please hold. Gangs of New York, The Hours, The Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers, and The Pianist.
2: Oh, no, The Two Towers is yeah. so much better than all those. Come on. Yeah. Come Most on. of those are better than Minority Report.
0: <laughs> yeah. I
2: can and see Rain why Fire's Minority Report wasn't nominated for Best Picture.
1: <laughs> so I got excited because I'm on the Wikipedia page for that Academy Awards, and I started to um, search on the page Rain, and I got results. Um, no, it's actually Best Foreign Language Film that it was giving me. So Rain of Fire, not nominated for any Academy Awards. Did they Jason, not you know, know he dives down a dragon's throat? I think so... I think it was too real for cinema at that point.
0: Man, you got. You, you remember for a while, man. McConaughey was just paying some rent. <laughs> he just had too many houses. He was Omar but, Sharif in it. He's over-leveraged. He's just trying, to,
2: just trying to pick up some cash, man. Speaking of trying to pick up some cash, man. <clears throat> so, uh, we have exactly one clean-shaven person on this program is that correct yeah hi it's me it's ryan believe it or not spencer always has a large beard and i'm very lazy however if spencer or i were to ever try and get fresh like ryan uh one way that we would go about that would be by signing up with DollarShaveClub.com. in fact if we were to do so today this very day uh new members such as ourselves would get their first month of the executive razor with a tube of their doctor carver's shave butter for only $5 with free shipping can you imagine that like you get you get to shave like you're the boss you your your skin is so smooth that people just walk up to you and ask you whether the um marketing team should do the marketing or not it's incredible uh, after that, razors are just a few bucks a month. Also, in your first month box, you get an awesome weighty handle, a full cassette of four cartridges. You thought they stopped making cassettes, didn't you? You thought you thought Ghostface, the purple tape, that was the last cassette anyone cared about? No. Nope. nope. Dollar Shave Club is bringing it back. Uh, also, you get another tube of shave butter. You'll be drowning in shave butter. After that, replacement cartridges ship automatically at the regular price. You can get this offer exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com/fullcast. You don't have to type it in once you're at the website, you type it in before you get there. That's that's convenience on your way in. dollarshaveclub.com/fullcast. We got our own web page on their I mean, site.
1: Look, look, the films of 2002 prove the value of clean shavenness. Lord of the Rings the Two Towers. Who's got who's got facial hair? Aragorn. What does he do? He murders. Uh-huh. He's a murderer.
2: Uh-huh. Um, Gollum doesn't have facial hair. All he's trying to do <laughs> is collect jewelry. Gangs yeah, of New I York.
1: <laughs> Gangs of New York. You know who has facial hair there? Dan Jose Lewis, doesn't he?
2: Yeah. Bill yeah. butcher. He throws, he throws knives at folks.
0: You know who didn't even get nominated? Both leads in Reign of Fire. Sh- Both with beards. Heavy, heavy beards.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Probably why Tom Cruise
2: didn't get nominated for a minority report.
1: It's true. He was a little stubbly.
0: You know who was clean-shaven? Richard Gere.
2: Hey, Smooth. you know who's not, you know not
1: clean-shaven? Fucking George Lucas. Mm, that's
2: right. His entire throat beard. Over the goiter.
1: That's, there's actually a whole second head down there that he doesn't <laughs> want you to know about. Smart.
0: Smart feeding sack.
2: That's where, that's where the good ideas are.
0: Yeah, that's what happened. He lost all jaw integrity somewhere around in *Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Although, if you think about it, who's eaten more rich food in their lives than George Lucas? Like, no, like wh- why like wouldn't he? like he's collapsing.
1: My dentist told me to brush with clarified butter. <laughs> so I did for so three did. years. <laughs> so I did. I CGI. I, don't worry, I'm going to CGI good health in later, three years later.
2: Well, it's going to be I was, great. I was gurgling mouthwash, and I forgot to
0: spit out the bottle. It's still in there. Star Wars is a it's a beard. Hey, I can think of one person who had a beard in Star Wars. You know what happened to him? That's right. Darth Maul ran him
2: through.
1: The, it, Obi- Obi-Wan, same thing.
2: Yeah, same well, thing. and also Chewie had to watch his best friend get killed by his dad. Yeah. Chewie
1: needs, I'll, I'll be honest. I Chewy guess needs Chewy, more than a razor.
2: So. Chewie's more of a mustache, so I don't know if he counts it <laughs> like like his entire body is a beard but what looks like has actually been styled is just a mustache him yeah. and, him and um uh Lando
1: I mean hey. even even Lando let's be honest dollar shave club doesn't mean you have to go fully clean sh- like Lando's clearly stylizing that face mm-hmm. oh yeah that's He's yeah. making choices
0: face. That's that's what, Lobot, that's what Lobot That's what lowbot is. You know that guy with the like like consoles on the side of his head. Rattata order more razors.
1: Order Lobot. more razors. Beep boop Lo... beep boop. Order Lobot's... more razors.
0: Well, Lobot's is barber. Lobot's like I got to keep you looking good. Get you a but lineup. But if you
1: if you don't have a lowbot, Dollar Shave Club.
0: You know who? One last thing. You know the you know the uh, most clean shaven character in the entirety. Like like smooth as a baby's bottom, covered with a fine veneer slime. The Rancor and like obvious arguably the most handsome creature in the entire series. Certainly
1: beloved. Well and I, about
2: it. Vader is pretty hairless, right? You want to be powerful like Vader, right? Yeah,
1: but that's but that that he went about that a different way.
2: He see see, folks, if you try to get fresh and clean like Darth Vader without DollarshadeClub.com, you're gonna lose all your limbs and catch on fire. <laughs> be left on the fiery waste of Mustafa. That's that's what's going to
0: happen. Your best friend will I have chop a que- off your legs. I have a question. Uh, it's from uh, at Katie Gator. Uh, top oh, this low-
1: is, I like this question. Yeah, go ahead.
0: At top low-key places to visit, a.k.a. where should I go that people won't tell me about what they did when they went there.
1: I have an international suggestion.
0: <laughs> I bet you do.
1: Ireland. And here's why. The food is not amazing. There's no like, oh, my God, you have to try this charred blobity. No, the food in Ireland is pretty low key. The scenery is great and the people are very nice. But in terms of like stuff, the English kind of burned most of it. So there are a lot of places you can go to in Ireland where it's like uh, here our our city's greatest church once stood. and Then the English tore it to pieces. Here's a scale model. There's a lot of that. Even people in Ireland don't have a lot to do. I mean, yeah, people will go to Dublin and be like, oh, we saw the Book of Kells and we went to the Guinness factory. But like those are the two things.
0: So I could take this to mean two things. One, these kind of perfectly unmemorable experiences, right? Or or like when you say indescribable, I'm not saying because of the magnitude of greatness. I'm saying because I don't know. You just go there. (laughs) It's fine. Right, right. Right. And you don't have this list of things like if you go to Paris, you know, you're like, OK, I got to see these like 14 things. These 14 must do things. The alternate is that maybe Katie's asking, where are places to go where you'll do stuff that you won't ever tell anyone you did?
1: Oh, I see. Great.
0: Right. So, so I like you join because... an Irish gang is what we're saying.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would be I joined an Irish gang. I killed someone there. Yeah, that, those kind of things. Um, so if I was to say top, le- low-key places to visit, uh, in the nice sense, in the benevolent sense, right? Where you just say, oh man, that was pleasant. Uh, hey, you know what? That's Portland. Portland, like, I don't know what I did in Portland. Yeah, no, I It's just chill. You know, if you go to like Montana or Wyoming or Colorado, you're like, oh, I did this trail and it did this thing. If you go to Portland, the whole MO is to not really intentionally do anything, Right. Like You might have one event where you're like, I don't know, we went to the Rose Garden, saw some bridges. I don't know, it's very pleasant. That's the point. Most things in Oregon are exactly that, by the way. A whole state of just pleasant, kind of vaguely memorable experiences. So that would be my first answer to, in the positive sense, sure, go to Oregon. It's great because you won't remember it. If it's a place that you are going to go do things that you don't want to tell anyone about, or you won't tell anyone about. Hmm. I think New Orleans is undefeated for that. In the United States, at least.
1: (sighs) New Orleans is a little too pro, like, nah, it's okay. Everybody's been there. People are very forthcoming about, even if they're only giving you a third of the story, people are pretty forthcoming about, like, yeah, I got uh, handcuffed to a police barricade because I, I vomited on my wedding tuxedo. I think Key West is more where you want to go.
2: Mm, yeah. That's a good one. Because <clears throat> you're going to spend a lot of time just getting to the island that you're staying right,
1: on. Right, right, right. And Key West is more about like, yeah, there are dicks out, but it's cool. You don't have to bring it up.
0: Yeah, I, I will also do a... Okay, just keep this, keep this between friends. <laughs> I will do a secondary nomination for this, Mobile. Yeah, yeah I, was, gonna I say, was thinking.
2: I was going I was going to say Mobile, I swear. Yeah. Uh, we went there a few months ago and if you want like extremely New Orleans light with uh, a a dash of, you know, you want the beach nearby but you don't want like the trashy east side of Florida Beach, you know, you want the nice the nice chill Gulf action. There you go. I mean Mobile invented Mardi Gras. Look it up. Um there's there there are nice restaurants. I had several. Uh, the weather is not bad. Um, there's a battleship. You can go look at the battleship. Yeah, Mo- Mobile's the finest city in Alabama and one of our most underrated cities.
0: Yeah. Also, you'll probably end up getting so drunk you do something you either regret, want to tell people but shouldn't, or it's caught on videotape. That's that's another that's another low key Mobile thing. Everyone I know who's ever been to Mobile is like, oh yeah, I went there. Pause, pause, pause.
1: You, you'll get suspended for the <laughs> You don't even Oh shit, I gotta take that out. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Beep Babe No, you you're don't know talking what about, I said they You're talking
2: about literally a bowl of eggs.
1: Yep. Um Jason, you got one more for us?
2: let's see here um <clears throat> we we got this one a lot as well and i like the account name on this particular one this one is news throwaway one indicating this person made this account <laughs> just to keep up with stuff not to be tracked it's a it's 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 a burner account that this person has best, used to ask that's us the this best question use of twitter that's the best <laughs> use
1: of twitter in 2017 by far
2: this question is so contentious and and raises such emotion in certain parts of the country that this this person had to use the burner account to ask it. Preferred barbecue style. Um, I'll tell you mine because mine's a little bit weird. I like the Texas brisket. Um, I like everything. I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, pork is trash, or you know, or, or Memphis ribs are trash, or I mean, I, I will tell you, Kansas City barbecue sauce is trash, but I like everything else. Everything else. I don't like this the the goopy sweet ketchup crap. Um, But everything else is good. So I like the Texas brisket, but with a horrifying mishmash of all the Carolinas, give me the nastiest spicy vinegar mustard sauce. Put that on some brisket that's been smoked in a cave for, you know, a, a whole day. That's the best meal on earth.
1: What you've just described is basically like the medical device salesman's Route, food <laughs>
2: for exactly.
1: Um, I just. I think I have a hard time answering these questions because I am pretty sauce agnostic to the point where most of the barbecue that I have had and really enjoyed, I think was sauce free. I don't yeah. think it. Other, I mean, maybe it was prepared in something, but I didn't add any myself.
0: You've both taken very generous, charitable approaches to barbecue. Yeah,
1: that's why you're here.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. Texas makes the best barbecue. Everybody else is like fifth place. Y'all can eat it. I don't care. They do it better. They do pork better. They do beef better. They do chicken better. It's all better. I'm not even from Texas. I just acknowledge things that are universally true. Also, I'll say this. Georgia barbecue, with the exception of three places I can name on my hand, trash. Florida barbecue worse. Florida absolute, barbecue. <laughs> Florida barbecue is absolute fucking garbage. Like just Florida barbecue like just the worst. You know, Sunny's. The sunnies in Gainesville. Sunny's in is a chain. They're like, come get some barbecue. It's like cold. I don't even want to call it pork. It's pig corpse. That's how gross it is. I it's my sis-, sunny, my sis
1: my sister worked at one of the sunnies in Gainesville in college for about a year. She had some stories, man. Not, not
0: a constant. damn, not not a damn decent spot in the entire state. Just garbage, like wall to wall, constant garbage. There's like three and, really and, good places here.
1: And here's the thing: somebody's gonna light up your mentions now with like, nah, there are these like four good places scattered across the state, and that's only good for you because maybe there's a glimmer of hope, or you'll just block them and mute them.
0: No, no, I'll just let them. I'll mute them. I'll just let them howl into the void forever. Now it is me. Nope. Sorry. Too busy eating this delicious beef rib that's made in the state of Texas, which is better than any other barbecue you can care to throw out there. That's it. It's just it's better. Sorry.
1: Here's how you know. Here's how you know. All right. I'll take your side. Here's how you know Texas is the barbecue king. Other states you don't hear about barbecue places going up in fire and the owner's like, well, we knew that was going to happen and we'll, we we will rebuild and go right back. We will change
0: nothing. <laughs> like in Texas they're like, "Mm, yeah, we did have a pretty good thick smoke ring across the entire building." In Texas, you see people see working it. in barbecue places that look like they're actually cured. The guy who worked <laughs> Schmidties, who worked in Schmidt's, right? Uh, just um like legendary barbecue place just outside of Austin uh, in Lockhart. There's a guy there who has like, first of all, in his back, he's 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 big enough of a dude that he has the three hot dogs at the back of his neck, right? Shaved head, the three hot dog fat roll right there at the back of the neck, and when he starts sweating, and he's kind of florid anyway, he looks like he has cured himself by standing over the barbecue for that long.
2: I think the, you don't have that kind. Of, you don't have that he- kind of commitment. <laughs> Well, it's kind of a Texas thing, but the first key to any barbecue place is, well, first of all, is there smoke? If there's not smoke, you might want to take your business elsewhere. If you if you if you pull up and they we got burgers and we got a barbecue sandwich. Well, you said burgers first, so therefore you probably do not actually have a barbecue sandwich. You probably have a pork sandwich with ketchup on it. Um the second is the size of the menu because if the menu is, you know, a page of burgers, a page of salads, a page of chicken sandwiches, a yeah, page of not, barbecue. Yeah, it's not
1: a diner. Yo, no, you want like a max one page front and back.
2: Yeah, I want like, okay, how many ribs do you want? And do you want mac and cheese or fries? Like, that is like the ideal menu. And maybe something green somewhere in there. Sure. Uh, wink, wink, probably not. Um, You have to have a focused And like, you know, people talk about dreamland. This is always a college football... T- or excuse me, sorry, I didn't mean to say those words.
1: Oh, no, God damn This is always
2: This is always a, a, a sports topic. Um, is Dreamland Barbecue in Tuscaloosa. The original in Tuscaloosa is fine. It's not the best in the city. It's fine. It's pretty good. It's got a nice sparse menu. Um, I think they serve like maybe like six things. But then the chain extensions, which there's a new one coming in Athens. I can say the name of that town. Uh that I assume will be it's, of the a, chain it's, a, it's a
1: music it's a music town first, so
2: <laughs> with um a, just a sprawling menu and none of it's good. So keep your menus lean and tight. If you're starting a barbecue joint, do like three things well. And just yeah, do it how Texas does it. But give me uh give me a nice light sauce that makes your face curl up in pain.
1: Here's the real secret. Um, If a potted plant can survive in your barbecue restaurant, you're doing it wrong.